here. We're there. We're everywhere. We're in your mind. <laughs> in your ears. In your nose. Kind of in your mind. Mm. Maybe like in acoustically. Your, in your tooth. Mm. I feel like less likely. Unless it's like a Lucille Ball and she's got those like radio teeth. Yeah, like a CIA implant. Yeah. You've been implanted by the CIA. And they just are playing our podcast. It's just a weird <laughs> podcast. Welcome to Hysterical History. It's so funny. Ha <laughs> ha I'm Alexis. I'm... Haley. Haley's back. I'm back from outer space. <laughs> yes. It's happening again. It's happening. Here we go. Here here we are. Here we go. Oh, I do have to say it was funny that I forgot to include in the last episode because we weren't recording it. But Alyssa came to sit over there and you had a scalpel on the other side of the table for oh, some reason. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, better move that before Alyssa gets in here just in case. In case what? I don't know. She hurts herself or something. Okay. This isn't a stable table. No, no, it didn't hurt either of us. No, but it wasn't. Um, I didn't even know it was there. <laughs> you knew. You forgot it was there. Yeah. Well, and, and Alyssa was like, why does she have a scalpel? I'm like, I don't know. Haley just has stuff that I don't know Sometimes about. you need to cut things. Sometimes you need scalpel. Sometimes your nails are really weak and you're like, I wish I could get into this package. <laughs> and then you reach for your... a scalpel. Yeah. Most people have like a box cutter for that. It's like it's like or a something. box cutter, but it's cheaper. But it's medical, and you get <laughs> get more blades. It's more convenient. Uh huh. You just have to, you know, keep them in a safe in a, place, in a safe place like the table in our podcast that will easily <laughs> get knocked over. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> listen, it's not. It's fine. Just I want everyone to have a window into Haley. You know, <laughs> this yeah. is what's like living with Haley. Just scalpels everywhere. Why are there scalpels? <laughs> Sometimes you want to open a package yeah, and you're you're just tired of using your nail clippers. Yeah, we did that already. Okay. Yeah. What are you doing? Listen. What are you talking about? Listen. <laughs> coming at me. We're going to talk about Robert Smalls. Robert. Robert, if you're Swedish. This would be a lot of that. Robert. Happening. Just yeah. so you know. It's going to be. For no reason. It's Peter the Great again, but this time it's Robert. <laughs> yeah. uh, Robert Smalls. Bobbert Smalls. How small is he? Uh, he's actually enormous. Oh. It's a... Um, it's like a joke name. Yeah, I don't know how big he actually is, but it's kind of a joke name because there's nothing small about him. Oh, gotcha. Uh, he's pretty great, though. Mm-hmm. He's, he's basically Robert the Great. I've heard of him. I don't know any better Roberts. Fair. There's not a lot of good ones. Not. I don't feel like... A lot. Historically. We're going to think of one <laughs> and be like, oh, yeah, Robert Napoleon. I remember... <laughs> He had a name. That's his first name is Robert. Anyway, Robert Smalls Mm -hmm. was born into slavery in Beaufort, South Carolina on April 5th, 1839. I mean, it's hard to be born there at that time, black, and not be born into slavery. It's it's a lot less likely. It would be impressive. (laughs) It's like, wow, your parents got out. Got out, yeah. That's great for you. Nice. Nice. Uh, his mother, Lydia Polite, was a slave who worked in the big house as a nanny and housekeeper. Uh, and his mom's... In the big house on, like, a plantation. Yeah. Not in, like, the jail. Not the jail. <laughs> Not that big house. No. Okay. From context, <laughs> probably a plantation. Yeah. <laughs> just want to make sure. Uh, and I'm just explaining, because he was um, treated a lot nicer than a lot of the other slave children, and partly right. it's because 
the house liked Lydia, his yeah. mom. Right. A lot of the treatments on the individual's family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they like you in general. She's yeah. like, sweet. Favoritism. Great. <laughs> Love to see it. Uh, but she sounds like just a super savvy, intelligent woman. And that's from absolutely almost nothing. Mm-hmm. You can just kind of tell. She was raised in the fields, had been taken from her own family when she was nine years old. Mm. She knows that the relatively uh, pampered life in the house is not the real face of their masters. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not real. That's yeah. like a soft coating over the the rot yeah. that is their actual existence. Right. Uh, and she was worried that Robert would grow up and not understand that. Mm. So she requested that he be given shifts in the fields ah. and that he be made to watch whippings oh, and things like that. Yikes. Which, like, real intense when you're a kid, but, like, yeah. no one else there is being spared that. Right. So I, I appreciate her her thought there. Yeah, it's it's nice to... Be like, hey, you need to understand that you have privilege right now, uh-huh. even though we're still in an unprivileged position. But, like, compared to the people around us. Yeah. You cannot forget that you are still one of them. Yeah. They're you. You're not better than them. <laughs> and the, you're not—like, yeah. you're only being treated better because of circumstance. Right. Not because of anything you've done or deserved. And, like, they don't care about you. Right. But, like, ugh, it horrible to— have to think about yeah, when you're hor- a kid. Horrible for anyone. Yeah. Horrible for right. anyone. The people getting whipped, the, just it's being a slave isn't great. Spoilers. No. <laughs> no. It's not like fun. And this whole house pet routine, that's not real. That's an no. illusion. Yeah. So speaking of gross, we don't know who Robert's dad is. Mm. So it's probably white. Speculation is it's one of the owners or like the plantation manager. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. So we never know. Very gross. In any case, he's favored in the house. He works inside the house until he's like 12. Okay. Uh, He seems like he's a bit of a firecracker, especially after his mom's like, you need to see what life is like. Yeah. And he he gets a kind of a a defiant streak in Mm -hmm. him. He's like like, a little politically aggressive. Yeah, he's just like, I'm a But he's 12, so it's not very political. But he's 12. Uh, just like like the John Mulaney, you know, like, well, I'm angry and horny all the time, so I decided to blow up some eggs, like that kind of situation. Yeah, like he stays out after curfew sometimes. Yeah. And gives his mom all the gray hairs. Right. Because it's just like, you, oh, my God, you're all you're going to find out. Yeah. That... Not only is it frustrating because my child is out and I don't know where they are, but yeah. like you're going to get in trouble in a bad way. You're going to get in trouble. You'd have no idea. It's going to be so bad. Mm-hmm. You think you know. You don't know. You don't know. My beautiful baby boy, you don't <laughs> yeah. know yet. Right. I've tried to teach you. So his mom got worried about him. And when he's 12, at her request, their master sends him away to their house in Charleston. Ah. Uh, so he's kind of away from the temptation of, like, you know, just being wild, kind right. of. Just kind of like a wild little boy. And, I mean, probably less favored there. I mean, still probably more yeah. than some people. but Yeah, and this is 1850-something. Mm-hmm. So when he's there, he's hired out as a day laborer. Uh, he really likes working on the docks. He likes the water. So he's... Uh, you know, he's like he's being a stevedore, uh-huh. which is a purely Buffy the Vampire Slayer word a to stevedore. me now. Stevedore, yeah. <laughs> What's a stevedore? 
but he works as a like a shipbreaker, sailmaker, uh, foreman. Eventually, works his way up to becoming a wheelman, which mm-hmm. is basically a pilot. But you're not allowed to call black people pilots, yeah, because it's too distinct. He just holds the wheel. He just holds the wheel and knows where he's going. And the pilot says, this way, and then goes to his quarters and never comes out till they get there. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. He he becomes really adept at navigating the shoreline all around the Carolinas and the islands. That'll be good for the war. That's going to be good for the war, (laughs) is the thing. I have a feeling. (laughs) I have a feeling it's going to be. might be useful. That's going to be a good talent to know. Is it soon? 1850s? The war is soon. It's coming. It's Mm. coming. Imminent. Imminent. Josiah's back in America. (laughs) Oh, no. The war is coming. It's coming. (laughs) Uh, Christmas of 1856. He marries Hannah Jones, a slave who worked at the hotel in Charleston. Cute. And they're, yeah, they're very cute. She already had children, and together Aww. she and Smalls uh, had their own first child, Elizabeth Lydia Smalls. I have, I mean, I think this is obviously nice when men wear, marry women who already have children because mm-hmm. that's a lot, you know, you're taking on children and the yeah. reverse too, obviously. And um, to, or any I don't combination. entirely know her situation, but like it might not have been her choice. Right. Oh, 100%. But, like, I have a special soft spot for, like, dads who marry moms who already have kids because that's what my dad did with my Mm -hmm. mom and then had me as a kid afterwards. Yeah. So I'm like, that's just so, like, like, you really have to, like, love someone to commit to, like, I'm going to be dad (laughs) of three kids I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's like, good for you. Yeah, you can be my kids. You can tell he's a good guy from that. Yeah, you can tell. Mm He's a good guy. So they have their daughter, Elizabeth Lydia Small's middle name after his mom. Cute. She's born in February 58. Three years later, they had a son, Robert Jr., but he died as a toddler, unfortunately. Mm, and I think, like, he was, like, two years old, so he probably died, like, in the middle of the war, mm. which is, like, extra sad because yeah. I don't know if Robert was even there for it. Right. Uh, so Robert, when he's 18 years old, negotiates to keep all but $15 of his monthly pay. Uh, okay. Because, like, before, I think he got, like, a dollar per, like, day or a week or something, and sure. everything else had to go back to the master. Right. Uh, but with this, he can start saving up money, and his goal is to purchase his family. Sure. Into freedom. Right. Uh, the price is obviously so much. Yeah, astronomical. So much. Uh, he man- he managed to save up $100. To buy his family was $800. Oh, yeah. And would have taken him decades. And that has to be so, like, inflation-wise, that has to be so much money. Yeah. The Wikipedia article had equivalent um, costs. Mm-hmm. I don't know how accurate they are, but according to Wikipedia, that would have been twenty-two, almost twenty-three thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. And it's a ton. He doesn't have. That. Of course not. That's so have much that. money. He's been saving that up for years. Right. So in eighteen sixty-one, the Civil War break out. Woo! It happened. Yeah. And it happens really close to him, actually, because it like Fort Sumter is where they have the first. Battle engagement, and sure. that's pretty close to him. <laughs> I'm just going to agree with whatever you say yeah, about the Civil War. I could say anything. I don't know anything. And I know a marginal amount because yeah. I watched a documentary on President Grant. Right. And that's the most I've ever known about the Civil War. I'm just like, mm. like ever. Beforehand, I would have been like, uh, when was Grant? <laughs> what happened? Uh, was he... After <laughs> it's like so the episode I did with Alyssa we did about Dorothy Dandridge, mm-hmm. um, who I don't know if you know her, but she's a black actress yeah. uh, in 
like, you know, Hollywood golden era. Nice. And um, just awesome. But uh, a lot of it I was like, going to be people you've heard of, you (laughs) know, because I don't like watch old movies and I don't know a lot of the people. Mm -hmm. But it was like Harry Belafonte. I'm like, oh, heard of him. Oh. Heard the name. You know? Belafonte is such a cool last name. It's so good. And there's like Sidney Poitier, and I'm like, heard of him. Oh, my God. Heard of him. But I'm like, the same, I'm the same about the Civil War. You're like, Fort Sumter, I'm like, heard of it. <laughs> heard of it. It Heard of it. Heard of it. Mm. It. Don't know what it did. I don't know which forts are in which war yeah, either. That's true. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a fort. Yeah, Ticonderoga, that was that's a fort. civil-ish. Yeah. Wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, just a reminder to listeners: we don't know. Yeah, we we got our blind spots, just like anyone. We don't love war history, uh, especially in America, in general, especially the Civil War. Because, but especially the Civil War, it just isn't. I mean, we've talked about this before. It wasn't in either of our local states' public education system. Nope, neither of our states are states by then. Yeah, like no one even knows Alaska exists. Jefferson Davis dies before Washington becomes a state. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's that's so no. <laughs> and he doesn't die in the war. He dies from old age. Like they they purchase Alaska during Robert Small's lifetime, mm-hmm. but it's after that. Yeah. And that's just when they purchase it. Right. And everyone's like that was a mistake. Why would you do that? You've made a mistake. <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, I'm interrupting again, but I've been watching more TikTok and there's this guy following TikTok who does like basically skits about the states interacting. Oh. Uh, and he just started doing Alaska. Oh, no. And it was hilarious. <laughs> it's like he his, like, main one is Florida because he's from Florida, and mm-hmm. Florida's hilarious, so, like, yeah. obviously. But they, like, get Alaska on, and then they're like, hey, and he's like, who are you? Like, to D.C. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean, who am I? And he's like, oh, we don't really have feds here. And Florida's <laughs> like, you don't have feds there? I didn't know that was allowed. What? And then D.C.'s like, why? Like, what? Why? Why are you just allowed to be there? Why? Is that allowed? It's very funny. What? Yeah, I'll have to show you. I'll have to post something very funny. Oh, that's funny. Anyway. Okay, so Civil the War. war. The war breakout. <laughs> it do. It do. It be like that sometimes. It, sometimes people are like, I want to own people. And other people are like, you shouldn't do that. And they're well, like, we're I'll, done with it. I'll fight you about it. I'll fight you. <laughs> you want to fight me? And yeah. they're like, yeah, that's not right. You shouldn't do that. And they're like, I'm going to take our house and just like put a thing of tape along it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to own all the people I want on this side. And, and everyone else is like, you can't. The fridge, like the fridge is on your side. Yeah. I need the fridge. And also you, the door is on my side. You need to leave somewhere. Right. The bathroom's on my side. What are you talking <laughs> and about? And also, I'm not okay with you owning people no matter where the line is. <laughs> also, the first point, you're not supposed to own people. <laughs> I can't, I'm not okay with that. Not in our house, you're not. No. And then they fight, and that's the Civil War. <laughs> I love, I'm, I'm sure we've posted this meme before, but there's that meme that's like, Civil War is not about slavery, it's about states' rights. And yeah. then the person's like, states' rights to do what? And then he's like, it's <laughs> just a grumpy face, man. <laughs> Fine. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Oh, it's so rich. That's such a. Mm-hmm. We're off on a tangent now, just on Duncan's Civil War you know. historians, but especially after the war, like Reconstitution era, mm-hmm. there were so many more really fervent uh, 
historians in the South. Yeah. And they were really dedicated to pushing their agenda. Yeah. I mean, I like I've been reading about, you know, Confederate statues getting taken down, obviously. Mm -hmm. And um, what I was reading said, yeah, a lot of them were put up during uh, like after the war. Yeah. Reconstitution specifically to like everybody to calm down because they were worried it's going to keep going. So they're like, we need to be nice to each other now and be cool about it. Mm And that was their way to, like, keep them chill. Yeah, and Reconstitution or during civil mm. rights when they just want to stick it to people. It's true. What a fun combo. Yay. Oh, my God. Any, Wait, hold any, on. I have to one thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It's Sorry, sorry listeners. Answer. You're going to learn about smells. We're discussing history. It's fine. It's still history. Um, I just, I've seen a thing going around mm-hmm. uh, where people are like, you know, Hamilton came out and so everybody's loving it, but then oh, all these people are crapping and on it. And there's discourse about mm-hmm. historical accuracy right. and whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Like, everybody knows it's not accurate, including Lin Manuel Miranda, so it's fine. Yeah. But um, one of the things that people said, it's like that, I can't remember the name of it anymore because I looked it up and then I forgot immediately. Mm -hmm. But um, that like ethical philosophy where it's like, if you are even a small fraction of a part of something, then it's your fault personally for this Mm -hmm. thing happening. Like if you don't try to correct it, then it's your fault it happens, which is like to me so intense and just like doesn't make sense to me. What did we learn from the good place? (laughs) Yeah, I know. And sometimes people are talking about in my good place, like, (laughs) group. And it's like, dude, this is not the point. But um, specifically, some people, people were saying that, like, all founding fathers are complicit in slavery being allowed. And I'm like, I don't... Mm, I have a problem with that because of founding fathers like Hamilton and like Governor Morris, who desperately want slavery not to be happening, are so outspoken about it not being okay, And then it's just like America's not going to move forward as a country if they don't allow it for now, which sucks really bad. Mm -hmm. But it's just like they have no other option. Yeah, it sucks. And the point will come up again. Yes. In a big way. Um, But, yeah, saying it's their fault, I feel like, is... Very intense and, like, rude to the people who are actually wanting it to not happen. Right. People were abolitionists at the time. Yeah. So to say that it's their fault and not, like, people who are pro-slavery. Who are actually having slaves and, like, perpetuating the problem. It's a bit weird target. Seems, yeah, like, maybe these aren't the people that you should be villainizing. Anyway, the point is, it's ending now. (laughs) That's what matters. The point is, ascend is civil war. Civil war. In eighteen, <laughs> that's our two cents about. In eighteen sixty one, civil war break out. It do. Uh, Confederate army conscripts Robert Small. Of course. Um, I mean, definitely not as a, a soldier or even an officer, especially right, because nothing makes uh, the South more angry than a black person holding a firearm. Mm -hmm. They just hate it. They just hate it. But they will make you be a slave in service to the army. Which is, like, just the worst. It's so insulting. Like, you, you're, we're gonna make you fight uh, so we can keep you as a slave. Yeah, and it's just, and you have to. (laughs) And you have to. And, like, I just feel like the North sees that and they're just like, how dare you, dude? Like, come on. This is the whole point why we're fighting and then you do this? Like, what's wrong with you? Uh, anyway, he works aboard the Planter, a transportation ship. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, he's a boat boy. He's a boat boy. It's what he does best. He does have skills. Uh, it used to be a cotton steamer. It's definitely not a warship or anything big. Right. Uh, they deliver dispatches, troop supplies. They survey waterways. Sometimes they lay mines, mm-hmm. which they call torpedoes. 
It's uh, confusing because those are entirely different those now. Those are different. Don't change the words. They didn't know how to put propellers <laughs> on their minds. They're like, it's a torpedo. It's not. It's a mine. It just sits there. Uh, it torp. No, no. It's just, no. I'm just going to I'm just going <laughs> to move on. Just, yep. So Smalls piloted the planter throughout Charleston Harbor and beyond, you know, all the places he used to go. And beyond. And beyond to Florida. <laughs> he just goes, I just imagine it going into space. <laughs> and beyond. <laughs> Everyone's like, whoa. The last frontier. Final frontier. <laughs> space. Space. <laughs> and that was how he became the first man on the moon. Yeah. Nailed it. They'll tell you it's other people. They're wrong. They'll tell you. I mean, he was dead by the time he got there, but yeah, he was there. He couldn't hold his breath. (laughs) That long. That long. But if you look real close, there is a uh, former cotton steamer (laughs) on the moon. It's in like the sea of tranquility. (laughs) He found the sea. Yeah. He's at peace. Tranquil. Tranquil. (laughs) Weird. They can see the... The U.S. Union blockade from Mm -hmm. where they are. It's only like seven miles away or something. So at night you can kind of see the fires. And he just, he looks at this. Every night he kind of looks out. Yeah. He's like, I could go there. And finally he's like, listen. (laughs) Listen. Listen. I'm going to start planning. Hell yeah. I'm going to start planning. You just got to sneak. So after two weeks of supply runs to various islands, Mm -hmm. the planter... Comes back to Charleston Harbor. It's due to leave again in the morning, so they're they're bulking it up with a bunch of supplies. It's heavily armored, including approximately 200 rounds of ammunition, mm-hmm. a 32-pound pivot gun, 24-pound howitzer, and four other guns. Uh, among also, the... more guns. And then more guns on top of that. One of them had been dented in the first uh, attack on Fort mm-hmm. Sumter. I like when you put details in there about what type of guns they are. Like, I know what type of guns I'm you know. like, yes. What pound howitzer? Also, multiple other guns. The 24 pound? Wow. 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 I remember when it was only 20, and I was like, that's not enough. They'll never go beyond 20. <laughs> 24. 24. It's physically impossible. They just can't. Physics won't allow it. Yeah, It's like bees. How do they do anything? How can you have a 20-pound bee? Physics. It's impossible. <laughs> Physics won't allow it. Isn't that just a bird but at some point? they just do. <laughs> you can't do it. Isn't that just a bird? Oxygen levels are way too low on this planet no. right now to support a 24-pound bee. <laughs> they can't. They can't. They literally can't. What if we had, like, a supervillain who just <laughs> makes bees bigger and bigger and be like, I'll save the bee population. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll save it. I'll save the bees. Sorry, I know this is another tangent, but you like, I have to say you like jazz. There was a there's a case of bubonic plague right now in oh, yeah like Mongolia, but that's owned by China. It's confusing to me. I roll right, but uh, somebody posted that online in like a list of like all the terrible things that are happening. And then you know I got to be my little historian and be like, yeah, so like all almost all Rodentia <laughs> bubonic plague. It's not a big deal. Uh, also, it's, we treat it pretty easily now, so it's not a big deal. It's a bacteria, so you can treat it with antibiotics. Mm-hmm, it's pretty easy. And not only that, but, uh, like, I looked it up because I read this article about it because after someone said that, I was like, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked it up, and it said, like, 1,000 to 2,000 people die from it every year normally. So I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's just, you know, exciting right now because of other diseases that are yeah, happening. It's fear-mongering. Yeah. So they're like, you want to hear about this other scary stuff that's going on? And I'm just like, just th- this specific one, don't worry about it. Like, how <laughs> how jazzed would you be if in the time of COVID-19 you're like, what? I got bubonic plague. <laughs> 
Like, I'm so, like, hip and retro. It just, it reminds me of, like, when the doctors, when doctors would be like, what if you have this disease, but we give you a different one, and then they'll fight. And then they'll fight. And it's like, uh, I mean, like, that works on occasion, but um, not the best plan normally. It's like, one of them is going to win. It's going to win, and it probably isn't going to be the bacteria. And then your immune system is going to be down. <laughs> it going to be down. So... <laughs> It's not good. Now we're really on a tangent. Anyway, <laughs> right when people are like, what about the boat? <laughs> the boat? Come on. No. Shut up about bees. And space? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's why people don't like our podcast. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh, well. This is a civil war and we're laughing about bees. Mm-hmm. This is serious. Yeah. We're laughing about tragedies like, yeah. bees, like bees and bubonic plague. <laughs> Those are tragedies. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, they're not as bad as uh, slavery. Yeah. We're obviously not guys, laughing about guys. You know, we're not laughing at the slaves. No, we're laughing at these stupid Confederates. Mm-hmm. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> anyway, uh, in between drop-offs, uh, when they're delivering supplies and getting this thing all geared up mm-hmm. for you know a new pass, doing whatever doing ships the rounds, do. doing the rounds. Uh, the three white officers on board, which include the captain, the official pilot, and an engineer. <laughs> the official pilot, and then the person who's piloting the ship. <laughs> yeah, because the actual pilot is Smalls. Yeah. The official pilot is a white Sits man. in his quarters. Uh, yeah, so they make the decision to disembark for the night and just go have some shore leave. Mm-hmm. And if caught doing this, they will be court-martialed. So either they trust their slaves or they just don't care. Laziness. They're just like, whatever. What are they going to do? I mean, well, and they get to such a level, I feel like, of um, like complacency. Complacency. Yeah, they're just not afraid of them because yeah. they're like, well, they haven't done anything to me yet. They're it's, clearly not going to do it. It's like if you or I were worried about our dogs rising up and locking the mm-hmm. door behind us, which isn't to say that black people are dogs. Yeah. Uh, that's just to say that's that how they're seeing them. Slave owners view them as property. Yeah, and like less than. That's why they're three fifths, man. And that's why they will fail. And that's why the destruction. <laughs> and it's much more like you're handling like a dangerous animal. It's like you, you know, like um, like the Ringling Brothers or whatever. Mm-hmm. When you have like tigers. Yeah. And it's much more like they are only choosing to <laughs> not fight you. Yeah. Uh, because it's easier. Oh, and that, one day they will hurt you. <laughs> that reminds me. So when I was looking up uh, prices for like how much he would have to spend to buy his family, mm-hmm. it came out it's like twenty three something thousand dollars in yeah. today's money. I'm like, he could buy like three times <laughs> at least. <laughs> his family costs like the mo- as much as tigers. Yeah. What? Because they what? are tigers. What? Because <laughs> they they are. They'll kill you. Yeah. They'll kill you. They'll take you down. So the white people leave yeah. the ship. and Go take a nap. Robert Smalls is like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm about to do what's called a pro-gamer move. <laughs> so it's so true. The very early hours of May 13th, while everyone in Charleston is asleep, Robert Smalls takes command and steals the boat. See ya. Bye. See you later. They slip free of the dock, uh, yeah. along with all the other slaves on board. I think, like, two people stayed behind. Yeah. Uh, and they pick up their family members at a rendezvous point, and they just get the hell out of there. Later days. Oh, my gosh. They're so cool. 
<laughs> I just say I remember reading about this like in a like short synopsis mm-hmm. um, when I was doing my Slave Escape episode. Yeah. But then I was like, this isn't really like the vibe I'm going for. Like it's very cool. Mm-hmm. But I was going for like individuals doing something wacky. Yeah. And I was like, this is pr- more like epic and deserves its own thing. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you're doing an episode about yes, him specifically. Because the other ones were just short. Like, mm-hmm. you know, put him in a box. Yeah. Or like this dress up like a woman. Deserves a little more time. Yeah. Uh, and even because, like, I, I knew about the boat thing. I think mm-hmm. that's probably what most people learn about him. Yeah. But there's so much more to him. Right. Because he's, he's a person. Because <laughs> he's a person. Because he's a person. Did you know? Did you know he's a person? They're just, I mean, but it's a pretty epic situation. So I understand yeah. why they're like, if you're going to remember you for something, like, this is pretty cool. This is pretty, this is pretty dope. Because, like, you know, other, other black men will go on to be in Congress. Mm-hmm. Or go on to be community leaders or go on for, like, fight for civil rights. Not all of them uh, escape from slavery by stealing a Confederate ship. And, like, escape not only themselves but, like, all the other people on board. Yeah, it's, like, 17 other people. Yeah. Bye. It's awesome. And especially, like, during the war. During the war. Like, later. (laughs) Everything about this plan Mm, is dangerous. mm, mm, mm. There's mines in the water. Mm -hmm. There are forts they have to go by. And they have to know all the secret codes and signs. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. they'll get shot. Because if you live on a boat, there are secret codes. There are secret codes for boats. You have to know. Yeah. That applies today. You know, it's part of why, like, (laughs) you have to be rich to be, like, to sail boats. It's not just because you have to buy a sailboat and learn how to do it. You also have to have someone teach you the codes. Yeah. And if you don't know them, they'll just kill you. The secret codes. (laughs) Or, yeah, yeah, I was going to say or, but no, it's No, that's true. true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, they also can't be recognized or seen. It's dark, uh, but, like, people can tell that there's, like, only black people on the boat right. if they look really close. Yeah. Uh, so Robert Smalls and his men. He's like, they're <laughs> sleeping underneath. Yeah, and they have no... They have no intention of getting caught, obviously, but if they are, everyone dies. Yeah. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're not going to let any of you live. No. Uh so it's very dire. You just got to haul ass, man. Their <laughs> plan go. is to uh, fight until they can and then blow up the ship if they have to. Hella. So Robert had been teased before about looking so much like the captain. Oh. Which uh, might be because there's like some mulatto blood yeah. in the captain or it might just be like something about his personality. Maybe he's your dad. Maybe he's your dad. <laughs> But now that's to his advantage. Mm-hmm. He puts on the captain's clothes and a big hat. Yeah. And he even like stands like the captain usually does, like with his arms all folded. Nice. And everyone from the shore is like, yep, that's the captain. Yeah, that looks like him. That's totally the captain. And it's dark, so he doesn't have to do white face. <laughs> he doesn't have to do white face. Just wears doesn't the have to uniform. Do, yeah. What is that? Is that white girls? Is that what that movie's called? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it'd be so funny if he did. Oh my gosh. Now I'm just picturing like white girls like, oh my God, we're gonna we're just doing our thing. Hi, I'm the captain. I'm the captain. Hi boys. And I do this sign, right? I do the sign. <laughs> it's at the whistle. Thanks. Oh my gosh. Just gonna go blow up some union troops. Yeah. Oh my god. We're so annoying. <laughs> All right, so he takes he All takes right. he takes the helm. Take it. Takes it. Orders the skeleton crew to put on the boiler and set set steam. Do it. For, uh, and they, like, hoist the South Carolina Confederate for America. flags. Yeah, for real America. Mm-hmm. They leave at 2 a.m. At 325, they pass their first fort, the checkpoint. Mm-hmm. 
Robert blows the whistle in the correct way. He knows all the signals. He's been doing this for, like, years. Hell yeah, dude. He's so prepared. This is, like, it, it reminds me of um, Sabriel, mm-hmm. where you have to, like, do this right motions with the bells yeah. in order to make the dead rise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically that exact thing. He, he's he's got to do the whistle, and he's also got to do the right motion, the dance. He's got to move like a white person, just, like, super <laughs> awkwardly. Yeah. He's like, I got to dance, but I have to look like I don't know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kind of like nod my head a little bit. Like, just kind of like awkward. Like well, they do a lot of shoulders. I don't know why they're using their shoulders Shoulder. so much. Just kind of shimming mm. a bit. Uh, he, yeah. <laughs> Passes pretty convincingly. Uh, Confederate, one of the Confederate uh, aide-de-camps, very defensively after the fact, mm. tries to explain all this to his commander, just like, uh, the, uh, the boat's supposed to be a guard boat and allowed to pass. We, why well, we? He looked like a guy. He did the signal and he did the he whistle. Did, he did it. I saw my. Why did they teach him how to whistle? <laughs> Who let them have ears? <laughs> Terrible. Who taught him the signs? Like you're fired. So Robert Smalls successfully navigates the ship through five forts, including oh, Fort yeah. Sumter. And each time he knows the correct thing to do or whistle or the sign, he's so ready. And no one even suspects. That's an eye. Or if they do suspect, they're like, I don't want to be the guy who calls the alarm on the uh-huh. ship in the middle of the night when it's just white people. Yeah. It's like that guy, you know, when they caught that, they caught the dude with Benedict Arnold who was like trying to sneak away. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, I don't want to accuse Arnold <laughs> yeah. of being a traitor. Cause like, what if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong? And then it's going to be so embarrassing. Yeah. And then I look like an idiot. I don't want to look foolish. Let's just Let's tell him. (laughs) It's like, dude, no. No. You think there's a problem, tell somebody. Every now and then someone is is running away with your stuff. Yeah. Like, obviously, I don't want them to get caught, so I'm glad they didn't. Mm -hmm. But in general in your life, you know, if you think maybe something's wrong, like, maybe say something. (laughs) See something, say something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So no one suspects until the planter is, like, beyond gun range. Yeah. And they're like... Ah, uh, that thing's going for the... That's when you're in the safety zone, that, yeah. It's escaping. Mm-hmm. Or it's making some kind of mad dash for the blockade and it's going to commit suicide or something. Which would be a lot. Everything is bad. <laughs> it's not good. You're right. You don't want a suicide boat when you're not ready to, like, back it up. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, like, pointless. <laughs> like, either that boat's going to start a battle and it's, like, 4 a.m. or it's escaping. Right. We're taking... We have to sleep... It's not. It's not time for fighting yet. So the people on the boat are like, so we know that we're not uh, rebels Mm -hmm. going to attack the blockade, but how do they know that? White flag. Yeah. And Robert Smalls is like, my beautiful wife, go get a bed sheet. Yes. And she does. And they put up a bed sheet. Do it. We Uh, surrender. (laughs) We're we're peaceful. And by surrender, we mean let us come over there and join you. And at, at first, it's scary. The Union guys don't see it. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's dark. Yeah, it's dark, and the bed sheet's kind of dirty. Mm. So they're like, why are they doing their laundry on the top of the boat? Uh, Civil War historian James McPherson quotes the following eyewitness account. Mm. Just as the number three port gun was being elevated, 
because they're like, is that an enemy ship? Oh, fight. Uh, someone cried out, I see something that looks like a white flag. And true enough, there was something flying on the steamer that would have been white by application of soap and water. <laughs> as she neared us, we looked in vain for the face of a white man. When they discovered that we would not fire on them, there was a rush of contrabands out on her deck. Some dancing, some singing, whistling, jumping. Others stood looking f- towards Tort Sumner and muttering all sorts of maledictions against it. <laughs> as the steamer came near and under the stem of the Onward, which is the Union boat, mm-hmm. one of the colored men stopped, stepped forward, taking off his hat, shouted, Good morning, sir. I brought you some of the old United States guns, sir. <laughs> Adorable. And that man was Robert Smalls. Hell yeah. Such a beautiful babe. See, and this is a good application of see something, say something. I think there's a flag, maybe. Hey, might be a flag. Uh, hmm. And uh, I'm like, <laughs> I just imagine that all of them are like, what's happening? Like squinting because <laughs> yeah. none of them have glasses and it's like dark. And uh-huh. then they have one guy with like perfect vision who's like, hold up. No, no, no. Yep. I can see something. I got the extendable eyeglass. <laughs> I have special eyes. Special eyes. I can see. Seems white. A thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one they have in the crow's nest. They're like, you can see. Go up there. That's Ted. He can see. <laughs> his, our... his skill is seeing. <laughs> <laughs> he was born with a special skill of sight. Yeah, good for him. He's uh, so good at looking. Right. <laughs> with his eyes. With his eyes, specialized. It's incredible. So Robert Smalls, he and his family and the entire crew are now free. Hooray! And it's so beautiful. The... I'm glad he had his family with him because I was like, Ooh, I know that's the concern for me. They made sure. They're like, we're taking all the, we're taking families. Right. People are, yeah. they're coming with us. That's good. Uh, the captured flags that they had are mailed to Washington, and the same, uh, it, it's just like all good. It's like a prize. They're like, hey, Abraham Lincoln, have some flags. Yay. Uh, Robert turned over all the charts that the ship had, mm-hmm. uh, Confederate naval code book. Hell yeah. So all they those, gotta change everything. They gotta change everything. And the, and the thing is, the changing those mind placements is not going to work. It's not. You can't do Once it. Once you know where they are, they're there. You and, can't touch them. Right? Like, they can't touch them. But now Robert knows where they, he tells them That's where all the mines are. They can't move them. <laughs> so it's too bad. Now they won't matter. So now you just have mines in your harbor that everybody knows about. And it's like, oh, That's not how Battleship that works. Sucks. <laughs> it's not how Battleship works. <laughs> it has to be a secret. It has to be secret. Where the mines are or where the boats are. Yeah, the... It's it's a, a wealth of knowledge. It lets the Union uh, commanders in on shipping routes, mm-hmm. mine locations, the timetables for all the Confederate ships that are coming and going. All that has Sucks. to change. <laughs> that all has to change. <laughs> At least if the Confederate, uh, the Confederacy is smart and they realize that Robert yeah. would have told them. Right. Which probably clued in immediately when they're like, the Union seems to know everything that yeah. we're doing in the water. That's unfortunate. We were already kind of sucking at the water anyway. Yeah. That whole thing. It's, I mean, it's the big-brained, like, really, you know, decisive move. Like in World War II when we're like, what, what can we use that we have in America that they just won't be able to understand? And they're like, Navajo. It's like no other languages <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah. Even if you could try to figure it out, it wouldn't make sense. Good luck. Good luck. It's like that's you got to have that big advantage of like, well, now we know everything. Change everything all at once. Right. Ha ha ha. And that's why, um, when you take over land, you shouldn't kill everyone that's there automatically for mm-hmm. no reason because later you might need them for war codes. Yeah, and it'd be really useful. So even if you're pro 
murdering indigenous people, consider mm-hmm. the code books. Consider the future where they might be a necessity. Consider the future. Perhaps diversity will help you win the war. If you can't let go of your racism, think of the codes. <laughs> think of the codes. <laughs> think of those good codes. Oh, man. Oh, I have to tell you real quick. Um, I was watching, or I was, so I watched this video of, um, it's called Tasting History Mm. is the channel. I love that. So it's this guy who um, makes recipes from old uh, cookbooks Mm -hmm. and shows you how to do it and like what to use in replacement for stuff because you might not have it or it just might not be a thing anymore. Um, So I watched him do one with tomatoes. So it was basically like tomatoes filled with herbs. And so he like also tells the like brief history of tomatoes, you know, while he's doing it and Mm -hmm. showing you what to do. Did I tell Um, you that tomato comes from an Aztec word or a Nahuatl word? I learned that from him. It means the swelling fruit. Yeah. And you're like, ew. Oh, sexual? Sexual? (laughs) And then when it got over, you know, to Europe, they were like, it looks like apples. And it's like, (laughs) it doesn't, but whatever. It does it, I guess. It's red. No. Why not not strawberries? It's confusing. Not strawberries? No. Um, But specifically uh, in there, I guess... The you know the there's the debate of like is it fruit or vegetable mm-hmm. and um, he was like so you know botanically it's a fruit but I guess there was a Supreme Court case where they said it was a vegetable yeah because <laughs> for taxes for like taxes and <laughs> agricultural trade reasons the Supreme Court had to stand in so the next time somebody <laughs> fights you about it being a vegetable be like well the Supreme Court said it was a vegetable Supreme Court precedent guess says. what. <laughs> In America, it's a vegetable because the Supreme Court said so. Oh, be that friend. <laughs> I'm gonna because people fight me about it. Really? Yeah, Why? they've done it before because it's just like you know because they're like, well, actually, it's, it's just fruit, and it's like that's fine, but like it doesn't get used for the things that we normally consider fruit. You don't put it in the salad. It's like the low, the low hanging fruit mm-hmm. of uh, well, actually, yeah. Like, everyone knows. Uh, right. We all know, but it's, like, the way that we categorize it, that doesn't make sense. You're not smart, Ted. Just no. because you have eyes and, and you can then, read. And then I'm going to hit them with Supreme Court. <laughs> I'm going to hit them. Right in the face. Hit them with the book. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's a good channel. You should yeah. watch. So Robert Small's uh, personal, in his own brain, knowledge of... Mm-hmm. The Charleston waterways and military setup was also really valuable. Yes. So outside of just giving in the code books, he's like, actually, I just personally know like, a lot I can close my eyes and not hit any of the mines. And they're like, that's pretty cool. Oh. That's pretty cool. You're going to be on our boat. You're going to be on our boat. The union officers describe him as intelligent, like superior in intellect and just like, he's just so cool. Yeah. They're like, he's better than anyone we've got right like, now. hell yeah, dude. Like, anyone who just, like, shows up and they're like, hey, can I be in your thing mm-hmm. fighting the other people? And he's, like, way better. Usually yeah. it's, like, farm boys. Right. They're like, please. Like, this one has really good skills. <laughs> Knowledge. Oh, and my gosh. So it's really good. And they write all this to the Navy secretary in Washington. Like, it goes through the channels all the way up. All the way to the top. To the Supreme Court. No. <laughs> <laughs> All the way. All the way. Do they have a Supreme Court then? Yeah. They have a Supreme Court at the yeah. beginning. Okay. They weren't very supreme in the beginning. <laughs> they weren't as supreme. Now they are the supremiest. Now, the, supre- <laughs> the supremiest. I hate that word. <laughs> it's like creamiest, but yeah. 
which is also kind of what tacos are when you make them supreme. You're like, can I get it supreme? They're like, how much cream do you want in your taco? How much supremiest, creamiest? Supremiest, mm. creamiest chalupas. It sounds like like when we went to that bagel shop, like they would name <laughs> yeah. a bagel that so that you just have to say it and you sound like an idiot. You're like, can I have a supremiest, creamiest, please? Can I have uh, Elmer Fudd's belly button drunk? <laughs> yeah. Or the one we always got, Sweaty Teddy. Yeah. But it's so good. Incredibly good. <laughs> so good, though. So some things they figure out because Robert Smalls told them. Yeah. Uh, only a few thousand troops remained to protect the area, which is nothing. Nope. The rest have been sent to Tennessee and Virginia. They also learned that fortifications on Charleston's southern flank were just being abandoned and didn't have any protection. Mm. So the Union can go in there without any fight at all and just take them. Yeah. And they do. Bye. Uh, Afterwards, the three Confederate officers were court-martialed and two convicted, but the verdicts were overturned. They're like, well, who cares? Yeah. I mean, the Union really doesn't want to, like, kill them. They just want them to stop. Just stop. Right. And they just won't. Can you just stop? They're like, no. And, And they know that if they kill a lot of people just because they're, like, mad at them that, uh, you know, when things end later, it's not going to be good. Yeah. Like, or things are just going to take a lot longer than they need to. They're still your brothers. They've just mm-hmm. gone astray. Yeah. Is the idea. So we'll spare them, but yeah. you have to stop it. <laughs> Please. Because, like, I assume they were court-martialed by the Confederacy, and after right. the war, they're like, it's fine. Yeah. Union's like, don't, don't. Who cares? Don't do it. So... Small's feat is partly credited with convincing Abraham Lincoln to allow black soldiers into the army That's in the great. north. Sorry, you said Small's feet, and then it just made me think about his little <laughs> tiny feet. His little, his little delicate ballerina feet. Yeah. No, Small's's mm-hmm. F-E-A-T yeah. feet <laughs> makes Lincoln be like, hey— Black people want to fight, and they're good at it. <laughs> they can do stuff. That's cool. Which is so—I'm so conflicted. It's like— it's so great that they want to fight and they should be allowed to fight, mm-hmm. and it just weakens the South and makes the North stronger. Mm-hmm. But black soldiers are uh, so much more likely to be killed because yeah. the South sees them, and they're just like, well, going to kill all of you. Yeah. Well, and I think um, it makes sense that the North wouldn't use them in the first place because the South is using them, you know, that they're, and they think that's gross, mm-hmm. that they're like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. So that, like, the black people they have, they're like, no, 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 we don't want you to be there. This is not about, like, it's about you in a sense, but uh-huh. we don't want to be using you as fodder for, yeah. like, what's going on like they are. And that's what it ends up being sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, the South will take prisoners, but they will not take black prisoners. No. Which is just awful. Yeah. Shame. Robert Small's story uh, becomes a national phenomenon. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> like, what? He did what? <laughs> That's so cool. Like, imagine if someone did that. Like, I mean, somebody probably did. But if someone did that style during World War II, it's all people would talk about. Like, oh, my God. Or, like, just like, stole Hitler's stuff. Awesome. Like, if someone in North Korea, like, stole one of their ships. Yeah, and just bailed to South Korea and was like, hey. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. Everybody's like, what? <laughs> you can do that? That's wild. Wow. And you've, like, brought all these survivors over yeah. who don't want to be there. It's dope. It's great. Hell yeah. Awesome. Uh, so he goes on He goes on a speaking tour to rally support. He tries to get uh, black people to enlist once they're allowed to. Uh, so black soldiers join the war effort. He personally yeah. recruits, like, 5,000 soldiers. That's so many. Uh, once President Lincoln acts and he's like, yeah, okay. 
to do it. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's... I don't want them to be there necessarily because it's going to be worse for them. But it's like, also, they shouldn't be just not allowed to. It's like, as long as they know, and it's Mm -hmm. like, and I'm sure they do, that it's like, if they want to fight, then let them. It's just like so sad. I wish, I wish it wasn't like this for everyone involved. Mm -hmm. So U.S. Congress on May 30th, 1862, uh, passed a private bill authorizing the Navy to appraise the planter. And award Robert Smalls and his crew half the proceeds for rescuing her from the enemies of the government. Nice. Uh, Smalls received $1,500 personally. Hell yeah. Um, equivalent to like $38,000. That's so much money. Dollars. I mean, he could almost buy his family twice, but he ain't got it no more. He ain't got it no more. Now he just got money. Uh, though according to later Naval Affairs Committee report, mm. and this should come as a surprise to no one, his yeah. pay should have been substantially higher. Oh, sure. Absurdly higher. Like... They paid him a thousand five hundred. They should have. It was more like sixty thousand. Oh gosh, like a lot. Yeah, but also like you know, it's the war, wartime, I, and <laughs> racism. And, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's a lot of stuff. So during the rest of the war, Smalls balanced his role as a spokesperson, mm-hmm. and he was also in active service for the Union Army and the Navy. Nice. And he conducted 17 missions in and around Charleston. Uh, he used his intimate knowledge of the South Carolina Sea Islands specifically, which is uh, like kind of where he's from, mm-hmm. to advance the military campaign there. Uh, but as a slave, he assisted in laying those mines. And now that he knows where they are, he Ha-ha. can help find and remove them. and helps, Yeah, deactivate them. Like deactivate them and help the blockade between Charleston and Beaufort. Which the most terrifying job. Turn the bombs off. You want to turn the bombs off? No. Uh, but he's still as, like, cool and awesome as he's ever been. Hell yeah. Uh, during an attack at Foley Island Creek, South Carolina, he assumed command of the planter again. Mm, nice. Uh, when under, quote, very hot fire, the white captain <laughs> became so, quote, demoralized, <laughs> he hid in the coal bunker. Uh-huh. Yeah. What a baby. Robert Smalls refused to surrender. Uh-huh. Of course, he's like, hell no. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, and he's like, I know the black crew members are not going to be taken as prisoners. Mm-hmm. And hell no, are we going to hide in the bunker? No. You terrible, terrible captain. You little baby. So he enters the, the pilot spot, pilot house, mm-hmm. where the pilots live. Where they do. And takes command of the boat and pilots it to safety. Hell yeah. Because he's a boss. Yeah. And uh, for this, he was reportedly promoted to the rank of captain. Heck yeah, baby. Yes. I mean, he deserves it. Uh, also made acting captain of the planter, his his old rescue ship. I love comparing this with just the incredible inadequacy of Josiah. Just yeah. He's just trying to do anything, and it's just so embarrassing. He's just such a failure. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. Like, you know, just the, the incredible incompetence. Right. <laughs> Compared to just how competent. The whole time you're just like, how are you not dead? But thinking you should be dead. You should be dead. And with Robbie, you're like, man, it's how are you not dead, man? Right. In you're a good so way. cool. Yeah. You're, yeah. It's amazing you're not dead because of the freaking sick, nasty moves you're pulling right. off on these losers. If any mere mortal was tried to be this cool, they yeah. would instantly perish. Right. But you are so cool. Whereas Josiah is just like... Diseased and <laughs> sad and old just and crying. A sad man. Ugh. Um, I think he was the first African American to hold the rank of captain. 
I believe it. The, in the United States Navy, yeah, which is cool. He's now making mad bucks, $150 a month. <laughs> Sick cash. Sick cash money. Hell yeah. Is it cash money? Do they have cash yet? Yeah, right? Probably. I, I, I don't know. When does paper money happen? Hmm. I don't know. I know Andrew Jackson was fighting the banks about paper. That's so long ago. But that's before the Civil War. So, yeah, they must have had paper money. When does paper money... Uh, 1861. Oh, so barely. Wow. Dang. Okay, so, yeah, it's making cash money. New currencies were introduced in the U.S. in 1861 to help finance the Civil War. Wow. They gave us money. Learning. (laughs) And then put Andrew Jackson on it for some reason. Why? No one. stupid. No one knows. Literally no one knows. Go listen to our Andrew Jackson episodes. They're like, we tried to figure it out. It's impossible. (laughs) We try. We honestly don't know. We agree with you. You shouldn't be on it. Uh, he, okay, Robert Smalls, $150 a month, one of the highest paid black soldiers of the war. Mm-hmm. Like, he's doing he's doing real good. Heck yes, baby. And poetically, when the war ended in 1865, he was on board the planter in a ceremony in Charleston Harbor. Cute. And I just love that, like, he freed the planter from the South. Mm-hmm. It's like... There's so many layers. This right. This beautiful, tasty And that they, onion. like, basically just, like, let him keep it. And they're like, please, keep keep doing it. Yeah. This is this is your baby. And he ends up back there. Ah. Oh, mm-hmm. God bless. Uh, I should note, after Small's escape, his biographer, Andrew Billingsley, says they, uh, the South, put a $4,000 bounty on his head. Damn. That's a lot of money. They were so mad. Holy crap. <laughs> they were so mad. Because we said earlier it was $800 was, like, $20,000. Yeah. That's so much money. That's like hundred thousand. Yeah, easy. at least at least a hundred thousand. Oh, gosh, that's so much money. Bring me his head. I mean, yeah, because they now they've been personally insulted. Yeah, by a black man. He betrayed us. They hate that. Betrayed you. Huh? Betrayal. <laughs> sure. You have to be loyal to betray. You know. Yeah. Those yeah. those on the scene uh, had trouble explaining how. A slave got away with all this and bamboozled them so hardcore. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just, it's terrible. The Southern newspapers were demanding discipline, harsh discipline for the officers who left the ship mm-hmm. and for everyone who let him go. They're like, we should hang all of them. That's so aggressive. I don't know if it was like hang all of yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, probably. I'm, I wouldn't doubt it. I think hanging is within the purview of harsh punishment in the 60s. Oh, totally. The 60s are always bad. Yeah. Every time. Every time. And the 20s. Always bad. (laughs) They're always bad. Every time. Which is like just enough time for people to grow up and be like, we should do it again. Yeah. Let's go again. (laughs) (laughs) Again. Again. It's awful. Oh, so post-war, the the first thing he does, it's so beautiful— he goes home mm-hmm. and uh, he takes out his wad of cash and he's Hell like, yeah. see that house that my master used to own? Mm-hmm. That's my house now. Yes. And he buys it. Slay. He owns it now. I have to say too, because we I just I know there's a lot of talking in this, but we like never talk about the Civil War, so I like never We're think excited. About it. We're like, wow. Oh, <laughs> maybe it is fun in some way um, <laughs> to talk about. But uh I just think about how awkward it is, like, after the war is over and he just comes back and then he is just, like, like some of those people aren't dead and they yeah. just have to live and he's just, like, their neighbor now. Yeah. Also, I'm wondering, like, how many murders are there in the South, like, 
post-Civil War because people were just mad. A lot. Like, probably a ton, right? A lot. The KKK appears almost overnight. Oh, yeah. After the Civil War ends. And uh, it takes, like, a little while, you know. Lincoln has to die. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reconstitution kind of starts. (laughs) He has to die sometime. He's got to (laughs) die. And somebody will take care of it for you. Someone will handle that. But there's kind of a, a back and forth between... The country trying to build itself back up after they carpet bombed the South, Mm -hmm. but also trying to bring it back better than it was. And there's a lot of resistance. Right, of course. From certain parties. And I, yeah, I don't even mean like organized stuff either, because obviously like yeah. KKK is organized. I mean just like actual, just like kill your neighbor murder situations. A lot. Where they're just like mad. A lot. And sometimes not even just your neighbor. Sometimes it's, mm-hmm. let's kill the whole town. Yeah. Like I want to, I want to see some statistics, because I'm mm-hmm. like, I bet in the South it's like crazy compared to the North, you know, that it's just like, what are you doing? It's, it's not good. No. Uh, but so Smalls goes back, he buys the house, uh, mm-hmm. His former masters lost it because they hadn't paid their taxes or something Uh, like that. Tax evasion. Yeah. Well, of course not. Why would they pay it to this country they don't belong to? Ew. (laughs) Right. The federal government (laughs) dunks on them so hard. They're like, hey, how about those taxes? Well, guess what? Since we won the war, you owe us five years of taxes. (laughs) Back in Confederacy only lasts five years. Oh, it's so good. I mean, yeah. Even better, the former masters tried to sue him for the property back, <laughs> uh, and it goes to the state Supreme Court, Hell yeah. and they rule in Smalls' favor. Yeah. Which becomes important precedent for other mm-hmm. court cases like that. Dunk it's on like, them. Oh, snap. Guess oh, what? Guess what? The answer is no. And he's still a really nice guy. His master's... Uh, elderly widow, mm-hmm. um, like the family's destitute, right? Of course, and, and he lets her like stay in the house. That's wonderful, just until she dies or whatever. Yeah. It's like that is so much nicer than you need to be. A hundred percent nicer than you need to be. So much and nicer than you need to be. Yeah, you're a lovely, wonderful person. You seem like a really nice, beautiful man. Mm-hmm. So uh, he receives a commission as a brigadier general of the South Carolina militia. Cool. Having received a. Uh, he very rudimentary education. Uh, like, he doesn't know how to read. They didn't teach him how to read or anything. I mean, yeah. This why would you. Don't teach him to read. Then he'll have ideas. He'll be able to read signs. think. Think about, about stuff. Think his thoughts. Complicated situations. <laughs> It'll confuse him. Uh, but he, he received uh, rudimentary education from tutors in Philadelphia during the war, and he continues that. Nice. Uh, after settling in back in Beaufort. He embarks on some business ventures, opening up store. He opens a school for black children. Cute. He's just, like, he's so helpful for his community. Wonderful boy. Uh, after the war, oh, that's... He goes back to New York. No, I'm kidding. Goes back to New York. <laughs> uh, yeah. Martin. Small started general store. His success, uh, just in the whole community, kind of bringing it up. Open. Does he call his general store General Smalls? <laughs> That'd be great. Because I, I want him to. I don't know what he called it. I mean, he wasn't a general, so maybe he's not allowed to. Brigadier. Captain Smalls General Store. <laughs> Brigadier General Store. <laughs> yeah, Brigadier on there is too. It's too long. B General Store. <laughs> BGS. Mm, BGS. <laughs> no. No. But it's his... not the right letter. <laughs> <laughs> general is a G. No, I know, for the the sexual joke. Oh. No, I was going for the band. Oh, I just assumed it was a sexual joke. Yeah. I have layers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going for the band. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway. anyway. Like, it's not always a sexual joke. It's not always Sometimes about Bee Gees. It's a 70s pop band. Sometimes it's the 70s. <laughs> and they're a band. <laughs> anyway. So he becomes quite a pillar of his community, and mm-hmm. it opens the doors for him to start into politics. Hell yeah. Boys, get up in there. He's getting up in there. And he isn't too too involved in local politics. He kind of just, he's like, how about the Senate or the House of Representatives? Mm-hmm. Like, dang. <laughs> um, well, and, like, that has to be so annoying also for Southerners because, like, white Southerners who are mad. Yeah. Uh, because now that they're counted as people, there's so many black so people. Many. And uh, they like, in can, his, like, vote and stuff. In his town, it's somewhere it said... Uh, that blacks outnumbered whites seven to one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, great for them. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, some whites are salty. Can they? Can, when, do, when do black people get to vote? Is it when they get freed or later? A little <laughs> bit later. But, like, by the time he's running, can they vote? I think so because uh, there's a lot of drama ah. later mm-hmm. um, about people trying to stop them from voting. Right. But let me... Check because they definitely had to enact right uh, a, a amendment. an amendment. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, I just don't know when it, which I should know, but I don't know most of them. Fifteenth Amendment ratified February third, and then it cuts off. What year? <laughs> I don't need to know February third, eighteen seventy. Okay, so that's not too yeah. long after the war. That's like five years. When does it end? Sixty five. Yeah. Okay, like five years. That's not bad. Yeah, not too bad. And probably, and by that time, since he's doing all this other stuff, he, that's probably about when he's running. Yeah, and like it was going through Congress in like sixty nine. Yeah, a eight eight. That one was a sex. <laughs> that trip. one's a sex. That thing. one's a sex. So he joined other prominent black and white politicians as a delegate to the eighteen sixty eight South Carolina Constitutional Convention. Yay! Uh, when he ran for uh, the Senate, Smalls defeated. An independent nominee, a white man who ran on a "quote unquote" reform platform, mm. opposing uh, radical Republicans in the state government. Reminder that what we call Democrats and Republicans nowadays switched. Uh, their platform switched. Yep. Sometime in like the twentieth century, mm-hmm. really late nineteenth century. I think I it's like FDRish yeah. era. Uh, so the people who are Big government, pro-black rights, uh, more liberal, those are Republicans. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats yeah. are the ones who are like, no rights for blacks, <laughs> states' rights. Yeah. Um, Lincoln is a Republican president. Yes. So that makes it clear. Because I was actually looking up, like, when does it switch and, like, why? Because I just, like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. And it was telling me that it's after Teddy and before FDR. So yeah. they're, like, somewhere in that. In betweenish place, it's a weird gradual shift. Yeah, they're like it starts being weird, mm-hmm. and then starts and then by FDR, I think it's fully shifted. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's Democrat. But uh, when people say they're uh, they're a reform platform mm-hmm. at, in this time period, they mean they want to reform back to the old ways. Yeah, the, I mean, especially when you're you're in the party that's more progressive. That if you're reforming, it's much more likely you're going more moderate, huh? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The Re- reform, like, put them together. Reform, as in go back to the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's a bit of a conservative dog whistly word. Yes. Um, like, 
KKK or reform mm-hmm. and things like that. But he got like 80% of the vote. So people are voting wow, for him. Wow, that's people a are, lot. He was, he's so straightforward and fearless in like everything he does, mm-hmm. but especially for advocating for his race and his political party. Yeah. Who are making that happen. In 1876, he. Attempted unsuccessfully, unfortunately, to add mm. anti-discrimination amendments to an army reorganization bill. Mm. So you, right, you and, can't, like, separate black and white soldiers just well, yeah, for I that. Mean, they're not going to—of course not. Didn't pass. But I'm like, yeah, he—immediately, I'm like, oh, yeah, he should be on the Armed Services Committee, obviously. Yeah. Like, duh. He argued against things like transferring federal troops— uh, to the Texas-Mexican border. Mm. And he's like, I don't think you should take the federal troops out of South Carolina because we need them to enforce the peace right now. Yeah. Because uh, private, what they, red shirt militias, uh-huh. capital letters, South Carolina's homegrown version of the KKK. Yeah. Uh, we're going to make war on the government and specifically black citizens yeah. if the federal government doesn't have armed people there. Right. Like, people aren't just going to give up just mm-hmm. because they lost the war. And it is sadly a completely founded, re- reasonable concern mm-hmm. because that does happen in places. Yeah. Whites just kind of lose their mind and kill black people because they're just, uh, you know, they're white and they're southern and they're stressed. And they're really mad that they're they, really mad. they lost. And they're so mad. They're embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And all their, their former property gets to just, like— Go around town doing people things. Right. It gives me, like, a a family annihilator vibe. Yeah. Of, like, when you're like, well, we just got to start over, so we just got to clean this out because of my shame. I can't take care of this, and I failed, so Mm -hmm. I guess uh, it's over for you guys. And it's like, what? And I'm bringing this up not to, like, bum people out, even though it's, like, it's just good to know. You You should know it. But... Something about the way, like, what happens to Robert Smalls and in politics at the time just feels depressingly familiar mm-hmm. in a way. So, like, when Robert Smalls is like, we should keep the, like, federal militia here to help protect citizens. Yeah. The opposition argued that, well, it's probably Robert Smalls' own corrupt Republican government that's causing all hmm. the outcry oh. and the violence, and maybe violence against black people is totally localized state issue. Hmm? Hmm. Smalls is like, disagree. No. I disagree. The whole the whole concept. Well, not when we just fought a whole war about it as the, a federal th- issue. The violence against black communities was localized to just South Carolina. It was because there were more liberals in office. Is that what you're saying? Doesn't make sense. What? That's so mind blowing. <laughs> it's just very that's illogical. Such, that's the worst take. Yeah. What? No. Uh, yeah. It, and like we said, it's it gets bad immediately. None. All the badness isn't just gone because mm-hmm. they lose. Right. <clears throat> and the the idea that. Uh, yeah, it's states' rights, and it's just the new form of government that has people mad. That's all revisionist Southern historian garbage. Mm-hmm. And people who just, you know, want their party to be in control. Right. The only reason I brought that up, because I was just like, logically, mm-hmm. knowing people, um, not everyone's going to be happy. Yeah. And they're going to fight back. That's just how people are, yep. especially Gen- Americans. General Lee is not a hero. The war was not about states' rights. and Except for the states' rights to own people. <laughs> to own people. And nobody afterward is going around mass murdering white big government politicians. No. They're murdering black people. Of course. So shut up. 
It, and it just doesn't make sense. And because, Abraham like, Lincoln. <laughs> and Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> but that he was murdered by a white crazy man. Yeah. Okay. Who we did I, an episode about it. He's nuts. Yeah. Who, interestingly, I think kind of gets the uh, like 1800s version of the lone wolf mm-hmm. uh, line of logic. They're yeah. like, oh, he was just he was acting alone and the. Sal is, no. no, you radicalized yeah. him with your newspapers. And He's then he, radicalized. You did this. Yeah. you And you're not sad about it, let's be no. honest. Why would you be sad I'm sure it? a lot of people were celebrating because they <laughs> yeah. really were mad. Of course. Lighting little candles because the demon Lincoln's dead. Yeah. It was so depressing. I wanted it to be <laughs> a celebration of how cool Smalls was. I mean, he we'll is get cool. To it. He just is fighting against a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I do, you know, obviously this is comedy podcast, but also it's like we've talked about slavery before and stuff. And it's not like treating it like not giving it time Mm -hmm. is not doing it justice. It's not being it's it's us ignoring something that's like you should not ignore. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. is why we talk about it. Small's life is like hysterical and beautiful, but slavery is not. Yeah. And that he's, I mean, that he's doing incredibly, but he's always going to be struggling. Yeah. Like, uh, because well, of the system. Well, touring the state with the governor, the Republican governor, so his own party, mm-hmm. during a campaign in 76, uh, he attends a rally in Edgefield, South Carolina, where a former Confederate general, Matthew Butler, and now redshirt leader, mm-hmm. uh, overran the meeting and threatened his life. Cool. So the the party members all escaped, uh, but a really disgusted observer who's writing about it uh, notes how easy it was for these radical racists to just move through town, and they're sneering. Uh, they're sneering at the fact that they call themselves reformers. Mm-hmm. It's like no, what? No, no one, no one wants this. No, it's terrible. You're just saying other people want it because you want it. And it doesn't help that uh, Robert Small's opponent, a guy named George D. Tillman, is from a prominent conservative family, Mm -hmm. uh, is almost violent in how he treats the more liberal Republicans, including advising all kinds of illegal measures to restrain them from voting. He's the guy who's like, we should stop the blacks from voting. Great. We'll definitely never use this tactic Let's do some good redlining. Get it in there. Uh, Robert called him the personification of red shirt democracy. Mm. He's like one of the worst. Great. Uh, In a Democratic sweep of the state, uh, which is bad for Robert, Mm -hmm. he makes it through barely defeating Tillman with 52 percent. Oh. Polling places are only spared violence because the governor requests federal troops to be there and stop people from, like, murdering each other. Yeah. Uh, which Tillman whines about, and he says that having military presence is, like, bad for turnout. And he's like, people didn't feel safe because there were, you know, military there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? And Smalls had to defend himself before Congress. Ugh. And he's like, it was a carnival of bloodshed and violence, and we needed them there. Yeah. What are you talking about? No, you're being ridiculous. You nasty little man. Also, of course, being like, well, I didn't win because people were scared to vote because the military was there. It couldn't be just that you didn't get enough people. Yeah. And it's pretty telling that directly after this is when the Democratic Party and Tillman accused Smalls of accepting bribes. Oh, great. Uh, So he like he can't even do his job. Cool. A lot of his uh, appointments to Congress, like he gets just a fraction of the time to actually do any work because he's busy 
defending like his honor or his reputation or he's in jail and needs to be pardoned by the governor because people are accusing him of taking $5,000 bribes. Right. When he's in charge of like the publishing committee or something. <laughs> it's like a, things that aren't a big deal. So, this isn't Alexander Hamilton in charge of like this being the secretary of treasury. No. And they're like, where's this money going? <laughs> right. And it's sad because Smalls is convicted and he gets a three-year sentence uh, the governor pardons him. Okay. But it's still, like, he could be doing real work, and he's not, because yeah. his uh, political opponents are like, yeah, he's just doing anything dirty to get him out. And I'm assuming there's no, like, actual evidence that he did these things. Doesn't sound like it. Cool. Doesn't sound like it. I mean, if the governor pardons him, like, immediately, yeah, what's after, up with that? After, like, three days, he's released <laughs> what? pending his appeal. Oh, my god! And eventually pardoned. It's, like, it's just a tactic to get him out of the— It's just to embarrass him out of yeah, office. to get him out. Cool. Uh, and it does get a bit more dire. 1878 election was pretty bad. Black politicians weren't just uh, campaigning for elected positions. They're doing it more or less against direct opposition— Against a pretty openly white supremacist government. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, like people are shot at. People are falsely imprisoned. They're intimidated in every possible way. Cool. And a lot of people just don't turn up for the polls, yeah. which is so understandable. Uh, but Robert Small. Oh, because the military was there? They're afraid of the military? No, they're, they're just not going at all. No, I think I... it's because they don't have the military. Right. No, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah, right. But Robert Smalls, that champion of optimism and stick-to-itiveness, uh, he's still optimistic about South Carolina. Mm -hmm. He's South Carolina's favorite son, and he's still yeah. trying. <laughs> I'm like thinking about South Carolina right now. I'm like, uh. <laughs> they they were you had a moment of greatness, South Carolina. About it. Mm. South Carolina. <laughs> I'm sure you're great. A, uh, a diary entry by a local at the time uh, writes, Robert S. is very cheerful and says that the outrageous bulldozing and cheating in his last election is the best thing that could have happened for the Republican Party, for it has been so barefaced and open that it cannot be denied. Hmm. <laughs> Someone I, could. I would say, <laughs> given the history of American <laughs> elections, some people, even if it looks like cheating— We'll deny. We'll deny. Yeah. But he's optimistic. He's he's still fighting. Yeah. And I mean, that's like, I think, an incredible, you know, ability that a lot of um, black people have that they're not given enough credit for. That, yeah. like, despite facing all of this just, like, heavy pressure, especially at his time, but always, that, like, a lot of them are, like, very optimistic and, like, just kind of, like, I'll just do the best I can do. Mm -hmm. Which in some ways isn't helpful because then they don't maybe voice, you know, problems as much. And in other ways, um, it's it's so radical just to have optimism. It and it's impressive. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, and I'm not saying that, like, they should be fighting back all the time. Like, obviously, you can't. You'd be exhausted. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the fact that you can be optimistic at all is uh, incredible it's to me. It's great. And sometimes it pays off. Yeah. Small's lost to Tillman in another violent campaign. Mm. But he contested the election because oh. it was so close. Hell, yeah. Uh, in 1882, his case came before the Committee on Elections. Recount. Recount. <laughs> yeah. And Small's argues... You know, exactly what he should, that people are being terrorized away from the polls. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it goes to a vote. And in the attempt to prevent Smalls from getting uh, taking a seat or getting any votes, mm -hmm. the House Democrats 
leave the building when it comes time to vote on his thing. What a bunch of babies. What a bunch of babies. But it backfires Mm. in a most wonderful way. Awesome. Uh, And Robert Smalls regains his seat with a vote of 141 to 1 with 144 abstentions. Wow. (laughs) You idiots. So you would have beaten it (laughs) if you just voted? They had, like, a slight... uh, Majority, yeah, and they all just left. Stupid. So, what was your plan? You're, I don't. That's so dumb. I don't understand. They're like, well, they won't vote without us. They won't vote without us. They're like, nope, they're an absentee. Oh, no. We mm. will vote without you. Absentee votes. Also, when you said those numbers, it's so weird with the House of Representatives because they keep adding people. Yeah. You know that it's like it's so weird it being like 144 and 145, and I'm like, what? Because I add it up, and I'm like, that's not the right number, yeah. but because it changes. If everyone voted, and we assume all the abstentions were for, like, against him, yeah. it would be 141 to 145. Right. So extremely close. But still a majority against. And then half of the room leaves and lets him, what? You're so, st- racists are so stupid. <laughs> Right, everybody else is like, oh, time to vote, sounds good. And then one guy is still there. He didn't get the memo. It's like, guy. he's a freshman, like, for his state. He's like, I, where was I supposed to, I think I am supposed to vote now. Um, was I supposed to leave too? Everyone just left, but they, uh, didn't, they didn't take me with I'm them. I'm against it. <laughs> <laughs> or like, uh, who's that big brother person who's like, wait, we're supposed to vote against the vote? <laughs> yeah. He just didn't understand Some, the vote. Yeah, somebody from Celebrity Big Brother. Like, I I said his name because I want him to stay. And they're like, no. No. You say who you want to go home. And he's like, oh. (laughs) Like, I have to show you that clip. It's so fun. Uh, So he wins 141 to one idiot with 144 (laughs) super idiots. So stupid. Yeah, special extra idiots. Special extra idiots. Uh, And just just other stuff. More bummer stuff. Like, (laughs) South Carolina Democrats gerrymander the hell out of their state so there's only one district with black majority and it's like nothing really changes in the world they're still doing this Mm -hmm. Uh, why are districts just counties yeah how come hmm Hmm. who benefits hmm who benefits it's almost like we already have lines drawn inside the state (laughs) where the districts could be useless no one looks at those no 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 because no. I'm like, maybe you want, like, bigger chunks for a district instead of just a county. But then just and then I'm like, just combo some small counties. Just combo them. Yeah. Just be like, district A, B, and C, and D, you're a group. Done. It's almost like there's more logical ways to do it, and there are political reasons why they don't do it. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. So. I wouldn't know. <laughs> we vote by mail. I don't even know what district I'm in. They just send it to me in the mail. King District? I mean, we're in King County. I don't know if that, that's our district. District one. <laughs> Probably number one. Probably one. <laughs> the counties tend to, or the kind of the voting things tend to be pretty big. Yeah. At least over here. I don't know how it is in eastern states. Who can say? Who knows? So Smalls remains an active and popular politician even when, you know, there's Democrats in office mm-hmm. and it's really hard to get anything done. In 89, Republican President Harrison appoints him the collector at the port of Beaufort, Mm. uh, which he loses again until Republicans lost the White House in 92, and then he gets it again when McKinley's Mm. in office. So just kind of bebopping back and forth. (laughs) Bebity bop. Uh, Over time, 
his duties as a collector uh, just become too much because people are racists mm-hmm. and they um, they just like can't stop themselves. I was gonna say ninety two is always a good year because I was born in ninety two, mm-hmm. but then I remembered Columbus and I was like, never mind, <laughs> never mind, never mind. Some bad things happen in ninety two. Ruined it. <laughs> so he was active into the twentieth century. Together with five other black politicians, he strongly opposed white conservative efforts to disenfranchise black Mm -hmm. citizens. He turned down an offer of colonelcy for the uh, Spanish-American War. Colonelism. Which I think if he had taken it would have made him the first black colonel in the army. Uh, Because the first is later. Yeah. You know, it's someone else. He also turned down the position of being minister to Liberia. Mm. It's like... That seems stressful. Like, I thought you'd want it, though, because black. Did you want it? But you're black. They're black. <laughs> Liberia, that's slaves, right? Slaves? Black. Slaves? In uh, and, and words that became famous. He's like, he, no, I'd rather have a white guy have to, no, go, to go to Liberia. <laughs> send a white boy. <laughs> How uncomfortable. <laughs> Not that there are other black, you know, members uh, of Congress who could go. Perfectly capable yeah. black congressman. But, you know, it's funnier if a white guy goes. <laughs> Just make him squirm a bit. Yeah. It's fine. We Sorry. sent him there as a joke. Sorry, you're doing a quote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he described his party as the party of Lincoln, which unshackled the necks of four million people. And he's writing this in 1912 mm. over anxiety over the looming presidential election, uh, which I think they lose. <laughs> well... Uh, Fair. <laughs> he, he ends the letter saying, I ask that every colored man in the North who has a vote to cast would cast that vote for the regular Republican Party and thus bury the Democratic Party so deep that there will not be seen even a bubble coming from the spot where the burial took place. Dang. My, oh, my gosh. Dang. Hell, yeah. So deep. Hell, yeah. <laughs> uh, and again, if you're just joining us, Democrat and Republican. Switched. It's, they switched platforms. Yeah. So. Uh, the party of Lincoln started out as big government, et cetera. Yeah, Republican Party is a liberal party. His wife, Hannah, uh, died in 1883. Mm. Uh, Smalls married again to Annie Whig in 1890. They had one son, William Robert. <laughs> Robert. Bill Bobbert. <laughs> Bill Bob. <laughs> oh. I guess it's Bill Rob, but it could be Bob. It could be Robob. Robob. <laughs> Bill Bob. Whipped up in 92. Always a good year except for Columbus. His mother, beautiful, smart, amazing Lydia, lived with him until her death. Oh, that's in, nice. In his house. His house. Mm-hmm. Not Master's house. Mm-hmm. He bought that house. This is our house She now. has to be like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Robert himself died of natural causes in his own home, master of his own fate in February of 1915. That's wonderful. His legacy is so much bigger than uh, just his boat escape. Mm-hmm. I just want to go through. There's like a list. Do it. There's like a list. Uh, it's a His legacy isn't as well remembered, I think, just because his contemporaries are like Frederick Douglass. Yeah. So he's up. He has got some stiff competition for like the one black man that U.S. history can remember at a time. <laughs> yeah. Per century. Per like. You pick one. There's one. For like half a century maybe. Yeah. He's not he's not Bessie Coleman. He's not Josephine Baker, which yeah. those two, by the way, absolutely need to have episodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, just 
I'm I'm gonna do black cowboys, but Josephine Baker is like so God bless. Cool. Oh yeah. Incredible. So cool. Uh but Robert. 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 Uh People might know that he freed the planter from the South. Mm -hmm. He served five terms in the U.S. House, representing the South Carolina district described as black paradise because of its abundant political opportunities for freedmen. That's wonderful. He purchased a two-story Beaumont building. Beaumont. Building. (laughs) Beaumont, probably. Well, (laughs) see, here's, I looked it up, Uh and there's a Beaumont in North Carolina. Okay. And there's a town spelled the same in South Carolina, but they pronounce it Beaumont. No. They do. I think they do. I'm mad about it. I though. think. They shouldn't. And that's how you tell people are from out of state because they say it they wrong. say Beaumont. Because they say and Beaumont. And they're like, it's Beaumont. <laughs> it's Beaumont. Like, it's Belafonte. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Belafonte. It's spelled Beaumont. It's, it's spelled weird. Like, you don't know our accent. Yeah, well. Like, that's just wrong. French is bad. So, yeah, who knows how you Beaumont. pronounce. Who knows how you spell that. Belafonte. <laughs> but he bought a two-story building to use the school for African-American children. Very nice. Uh, in Philadelphia, he supported what was known as the Port Royal Experiment, an effort to raise money to support the education and development of ex-slaves. Nice. Uh, also in Philadelphia, like in 64, he was on a streetcar and he was ordered to give up his seat for a white man. Mm. And instead of uh, doing that and like being shamed, he just got off. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm a war vet, and I'm a congressman, and hell with you. Excuse me. Uh, but this incident of just, like, shaming and humiliating this, you know, mm-hmm. heroic person was cited in the debate that resulted in them passing uh, a bill to integrate public transportation. Oh, that's wonderful. In Pennsylvania in 1867. Nice. He uh, invested significantly in the economic development of the Charleston Beale. Beaufort, 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 Beaufort. I don't know how you do South Carolina. Beaufort, <laughs> Beaufort. <laughs> it's amazing we haven't done an accent for this whole episode. <laughs> this whole now. time, wow, this whole time we forgot. <laughs> formed the Enterprise Railroad, an eighteen-mile horse-drawn railway line, except for one person. Horse-drawn railway. Listen, Woof. listen, listen. That sounds like a bad time for horses. Yeah, we're gonna get rid of them soon, but like, like not that. too soon. Except for one white uh, director on the board, the entire board of directors was uh, African American. That's wonderful. He owned and helped publish a black-owned newspaper. Hopefully, he was a nice white guy. <laughs> yeah, I hope they bullied him a little bit. Oh, totally. Hopefully, all in jest. He's but like, like, oh yeah, yeah. Your one vote's not gonna. Our count. token white guy. Our token you. white guy. <laughs> He's just here to, like, do the taxes. Yeah. He's just here in case other white people come around and start bothering us. Smalls introduced the Homestead Act and introduced and worked to pass the Civil Rights Bill. That's wonderful. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. Until the mid-20th century, he was the second longest-serving uh, Congress person, black member of Congress. Nice. Uh, and the longest running was a contemporary of his, Joseph Rainey, who was also born into slavery in South Carolina. Oh. Uh, Look at them. It's just, just like so much. In the face of the rise of Jim Crow laws, the mm-hmm. Jim Crow era, he was an unyielding advocate and force for the black rights. Wonderful. 
And he said, my race needs no special defense for the past history of them in this country. It proves them to be equal of any people, anywhere. All they need is an equal chance in the battle of life. That's wonderful. One of the best little tidbits. And I think just like, uh, don't mess with this guy. Yeah. In case it wasn't <laughs> clear, don't. Yeah. Don't. He's uh, nice, but also. But also, like, don't. We'll get you. In one of his final actions as community leader, he saved two men from being lynched by a mob um, that were under mere suspicion of having killed a white man. Mm. Uh, Robert Smalls goes to the mayor and just kind of leans on him and says that uh, Robert and everyone he knows will burn the city to the ground if they don't stop the mob and get actual justice for those men. Hell yeah. And the mayor and the sheriff stopped the mob. Sweet. (laughs) And then they did it. Yeah. <sighs> awesome. So one little thing on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. which made me go like, excuse me? Worker parody. Excuse me? Hmm? There is a proposal to create a statue of Robert Smalls to be installed at the South Carolina State House. Oh. And I'm like, you didn't already have one? <laughs> yeah. You didn't already have? Why didn't you already have one? Well, we already had the Confederate one up. I mean, there's not enough room for two statues. And I did, like, a two-second Google search, and all I got was them talking about building it. And they're like, we hope this will satisfy people on the statue thing. And this was in, like, 2018. Right, when they were first doing the statue situation. As far as I could tell, they didn't actually do it. I wonder if they'll do it now. I wonder if they'll do it now. I mean, it's not the absolute most, most important thing on the docket. No. In this era, but uh, what's wrong with you? He's so cool. And uh, likely your statue has already come down. The old one? Someone, oh God, I think. Good thing to put in the place. I think this was the same article, but someone in there was saying, like, I hate, I want to say it was even a descendant of Smalls, like Mm -hmm. someone who's in government or just related to him. They're like, I hate how every time I look up from my work, I just look out and there's a statue of Calhoun, which is like one of the most racist, slavey people ever. Oh, yeah. And he has a spot of honor in our state house. Right. It's like, why? what about my like great-great-granddad? Yeah. Are you kidding? Right. Like, uh, I, I was seeing stuff about the John C. Calhoun statue they were talking about, and I was like, yeah, like we talked about him sort of positively only because he was anti-Jackson. Yeah. Like, because somebody worse is there. Uh, he's not a good person. He's not great. No. He's just, like, not as bad He as just doesn't Jackson? cause the genocide of a lot of Native Americans. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he didn't the have... The bar is low. He didn't have the uh, ability at that moment to cause the Trail of Tears. No. But he's not good. No. The only good he is is in opposition to Jackson. Yeah. He's, That's it. He's the example of doctors being like, we should put two diseases in a body. <laughs> it's so true. And see who, like, kills the other but one. Jackson wins. I know. Calhoun just quits. Uh, he just quits. He just says, I'm done. I hate you. And that's who you want to honor in your your house? Yeah. Get rid of that. Totally. Hell no. with that. He's terrible. I can't. I can't. He was so, like, such a prominent statesperson. Yeah. And, like, important right. to it's, your history. Why? 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 Right. Some of the suggestions people make sometimes as a replacement statue, I'm like, I understand why governments might not put that there because they're just like, well, like, the the difference between the two people is, like, different, you know? Mm-hmm. They, they didn't do 
most of our statues are like governmental. So it's like a lot of times it's like, well, that person didn't do anything for the government or didn't do anything that makes sense to be in that place. Sure. But like Robert Smalls 100% does a lot. I think he do, though. Yeah. Uh, so. What? Excuse? It's, Fix it. It's terrible. Fix it. Fix it. Uh, in good news, though, someone sent us this and I saw um, that they were working on it. That uh, is it. Oh, I can't remember the state now. <laughs> I don't want to say a state. <laughs> Maybe the wrong one. Michigan. Um, Mississippi. Alabama. I believe. Um, that they had the Confederate flag in their state flag. Yes. And they just voted to remove it. Good for them. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Smallest amount of work you could possibly do. I mean, not true. Rhode Island took out the plantation part that <laughs> nobody true. knew was there. <laughs> Did you know our entire state was a plantation? It has the word plantation in it? No. And nobody knew. They're like, wait, it was what? It's like, it's the well actually thing of like when people are like, um, we're a commonwealth. And I'm like, shut up. They don't exist anymore. You're a state. Everybody's a state. It's not a commonwealth. Okay. How how are you a commonwealth? Explain it to me. What's the yeah, difference? The tax different? Explain it. Are you not allowed to like immigrate to other states? You just put the word commonwealth on your seal. You Good just, for you. Just feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> just but say with Rhode Island, it's like <laughs> we're not impressed. Didn't even know you had plantation in there. <laughs> really. <laughs> <At all. laughs> really, we're proud of that. It's like when you. <laughs> it's so funny because it feels like a thing where like. They're like, see, we're doing it. <laughs> we're progressive. And all of us are like, we didn't even know you were doing that. Why was that there at all? Why was that there? And they're like, oh. Oh, we we thought we you oh. would like that. Yeah, that's why we talked about, but oh. That wasn't on that wasn't an issue that we were worried about. Hmm. <laughs> right. It's like uh if somebody wants you to be proud for them that they like I don't know. I don't want to say anything specific because I don't want it because some of these yeah. things are hard for people. I got out of bed um, this morning. It's like, that's pretty tough, bro. It's, it, it's like you being like, guys, I paid my taxes this year. And you were like, what? Did you not do it last year? Are you just really poor? You, did, do you not have a job? They're like, oh, no, I had a job. I've been hoarding. No, it. I just didn't do it. Just didn't do it. And you're like, you you have to do that. You have to do it. What? <laughs> And if you're a conf- in the Confederacy, you have to do it for five whole years in a row. You thought you, <laughs> you thought you weren't an American mm. citizen. Welcome back. <laughs> and guess who doesn't have to pay taxes? Black people, because they weren't citizens. Because <laughs> they weren't people. They weren't making money. Because you made them not Property people. doesn't have to pay taxes. <laughs> you have to pay proper, or property taxes <laughs> on your slave. <laughs> Bam! Idiot! <laughs> That's what you get for owning people. Anyway. <laughs> that was lovely. Anyway. I'm very happy to learn about Bobby Smalls. <laughs> Bob, Bob Smalls. <laughs> Mr. Bobbert Smalls. Um, and, yeah, very, very cool dude. Lovely. And, yeah, very – I love that he's optimistic and, like, nice yeah. the whole time, and even like, when people are being terrible to him. He he doesn't just, like – he isn't just a really cool boat captain boy. Yeah, because it's like you could do one thing that's really cool, and we're still going to be like, wow, awesome. He goes into, like, national government. He goes commits. into, like, embedders his own town. He gives opportunities for right. people to be educated, yeah. which is, like, maybe the biggest thing oh, he does. 100%. That's so huge. 100%. Giving people rights at the national level and giving people education at the local level. It's like, you are doing everything. He's he's so aware of the um, 
the blind spots that like if yeah. if that if uh, black people are going to catch up where they need to catch up first, mm-hmm. and uh, you know in a way that of course he knows best because he grew up that way, yeah. But in a way that I'm sure white people don't even think about, yeah. What do, in government, what especially. do people need? Rights? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Are you sure they have to learn how to read? Reading? I mean, I hate reading. I feel so. like they can work without reading. They've been doing pretty good so far, you know? Yeah. They just need to make money, right? Oh, it'd be so expensive. Mm. We have to teach adults uh, how to read? Like, that seems... Shouldn't they already know? Or, like, they're just not going to learn? I don't... And then it gets sad. It gets... Yeah. I don't want to end on a sad <laughs> note. I don't want to end on a sad note, but, like... Fair. At some point, the North and, like, all white people just get tired of racial things. And they're oh, like, yeah. shut up. Let's just, like, go back to normal. And black people are like, no. Right. Let's not. Absolutely not. How about we don't? Right. I mean, uh, I talked about this with Alyssa, too, in the last episode. But um, people always act like, like, I should say, you know, white people, people in charge, act like black people every time they ask for something new are like moving goalposts. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, the goalposts have always been in the same place. Mm-hmm. It's just they knew you wouldn't commit to all of that. Yeah. So they asked for something less. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're a kid and you want something fancy, but you know your parents are going to say no. Yeah. So you ask for less, mm-hmm. something they might actually give you. Uh, and and it's, the next time you ask for a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and it's the same with all um, marginalized people. Yeah. It's like the same thing women do. It's the same thing, you know, LGBTQ people do. Yeah, if we ask for everything we want. <laughs> they won't give you anything. You would lose your mind. They wouldn't give you. Yeah, you'd be like, what? Are if, you? No. If we asked for what you have, you would say no. Uh, immediately. That would be way too much. <laughs> yeah. You'd think you were being victimized. Totally. If uh, we asked to be, like, paid the same. Right. And not be, like, shot or whatever. Mm-mm. That's way too much. You got to ask too for much. the bitty things, as sad as it is. Yeah. It's sad. It is. It's sad, but, like, that's, you know, that's how progress happens. And um, <laughs> all I can think of is when you said goalposts and, like, what uh, white people don't want to give, all I can hear is, like, like straight white man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By Bo Burnham. It's yeah. a great song. And it's, yeah. And no to all those things you ask for. The gays want kids. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and no to all those things you asked for. Yeah, you don't get to have any You don't get that. those. Anyway. It's a very funny song. Um, but yeah, the, you know, right now, um, change is happening. And it's very exciting. And, like, as much as it's not a fun year in general. Um, it's, it's it's probably never fun to live in a historic times. It's not, I'm sure. And not only that, but, you know, as bad as coronavirus is, obviously, um, this, this level of support and, you know, change for this movement so quickly would not happen without it. Mm-hmm. You know, without people being, like, not working, being at home— and, like, you know, having the time to commit to it, um, it wouldn't be happening this way. Mm, weird. So. Weird happenstance sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know. History isn't fun to live in. No. Which is why we're, like, glad we don't live then. Right. Did I tell you somebody in the Discord pointed out that in, I think it's our episode about the dancing plague, mm-hmm. one of us says, like, well, we don't know the stress of what it's like to live during a plague. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jinxed it. Sorry. Ah, that was us. That was our bad. (laughs) It's our fault. Sorry. 
Um, oh, that's fun. It's pretty good. <laughs> like, hey, did you? I would have never remembered. No, so yeah, I wouldn't either. Somebody brought that up, and I was like, that's hilarious. Because they were like, they were re-listening to it, and they were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you fools. Uh, but anyway, thank you for listening. Hope you learned a lot about, I mean, we learned a lot about Civil War. <laughs> yeah. We went from zero to, Nothing. like, a little bit. Yeah. Incredible. I feel like um, I learned so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, learn more about black history, you know. Um, and the fun thing about black history is it's, uh, you know, just history. It's mm-hmm. in there and it's in all the parts. Yeah. You know, like I, I specifically wanted to do something post-slavery and like post, um, you know, reconstruction and everything mm-hmm. uh, just to be like, look, it's just she's just an actress. It's normal. Yeah. Dorothy Dandridge is a lot like uh, Marilyn Monroe in a lot of ways and uh, just doesn't get attention for I wonder why. Imagine just like normal history. Yeah. She's just a regular person. Yeah. Um, and but it's also good for us to have people in there, especially who are at the, you know, at the change point at the brink there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really nice. It's nice. And uh, my next one is going to be Not America. So we're going international. Did you know that black people are all over the earth? (laughs) Did you know that all black people aren't African-American? Yeah. That's why we keep saying black and African as separate things also. Because when we're talking about black, it's more of a general. And then I also want to do specifically some African history. Um, But my next one's not African either. It's just black. But Still fun. Still fun. All over the place. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, you can email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. You can send us your topic suggestions. We'd really appreciate We got a lot for um, doing black history, but we always use more, mm-hmm. especially obscure ones that yeah. maybe we might not know about. And especially uh, if you know about any prominent black figures in non-white countries yeah. <laughs> like who aren't in Europe and who aren't in America. Like I'd love some in Europe still uh, because I've only found a few uh, like when I've been looking around. Mm-hmm. But uh, especially in the rest of the world would be cool because they're everywhere. They're all over. And we would like to know about it. Um, and you can also just send us, you know, how you feel about the podcast. What do you think? What What should we do? What should we not do? Pictures of your animals and children and Whatever, And man. your kids, you know, baby goats, send it to us. How we pronounce certain South Carolinian <laughs> Oh, yeah. Places? I'm sure your ears are bleeding. Tell us how it's wrong. <laughs> Beaufortmont. Bellefontemont. <laughs> um, you can also leave us a review on iTunes or on Stitcher. Um, Stitcher, you have to do it on the website, not the app, I guess. Mm-hmm. Somebody, I guess, in our Discord was saying they were trying to do it on the app, and it's impossible. So the website. Yeah. But it's really easy to find us on there. Uh, you can also do it on the Hubble app now and do it by episode, which we'd really appreciate because they aggregate all of the scores for each episode. So our score isn't very good right now. Um, and it's just a, an app that we've been working with the people who made it, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, not sponsored or anything. They just had a chat with us. and It was very nice. Yeah. And fun. And you like us on Facebook. That would be cool. Or join us at our Patreon. Um we haven't been billing because of coronavirus time, but I did a poll recently to uh, see, like, when people feel comfortable doing it again since it's been a while. Yeah. Um, and I believe we're restarting in—I have to look again, I guess. Uh, I think it's in August. Sure. So if you join us, you will get billed for July, uh, and then July, everybody who's in already is on pause. But then in August, we're going to start billing again every month. Mm-hmm. So if you want to support us that way, feel free. Mm-hmm. We would love to have you there. You can be in our Discord. Um, we've got some fun stuff coming up that's, like, 
exclusive over there for like you helping us out with ideas and getting some, um, you know, like merch going hopefully oh, soon. Oh yeah, merch. So it's been such a weird year. Yeah, I'm like the, <laughs> the last time I thought about merch feels like it was like a week ago, but it was actually May. Yeah, <laughs> it was a while ago. I started doing that when. No, like years ago. <laughs> years ago. Years ago. Um, but we're we're working on it, and we'll. If you want to join us over there, you can. But thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Bye bye.